Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanes. This is episode 34, season two. And this program is brought to you by SNH Green Stamps. And here is a TV commercial from 1961. Your dollars are hit with SNH Green Stamps. Save those SNH Green Stamps at your SNH Redemption store. There's exactly the gift you've been saving for. We know what you want, we've got what you want. More than 1,500 items in every SNH Redemption store. You get what you want when you want it. Time start saving SNH Green Stamps. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that uh, TV commercial for SNH Green Stamps. Uh, I will t- discuss on my program about the history of that company which will be kind of fun and interesting. And uh, the second part of the of my podcast episode, I will discuss about the radio and t- TV show Amos and Andy. And this and uh, this coming uh, tomorrow will be the 60th anniversary of the debut of the television show, which aired on June 28, 1951. And I will discuss. Uh, Go into more detail, like I said before, of the radio and TV show, and as it, in a historical perspective. So it should be very interesting. And uh, also, I want to mention today is the 55th anniversary of the debut of Dark Shadows, the uh, t- TV soap opera that ran for five years. It ended in April 2nd, 1971, and I still have the shows on DVD. It's wonderful. I'm addicted to it. I love it. And it still scares me sometimes. I don't know why. So, uh, yeah, I discussed Dark Shadows uh, in a previous podcast episode. So, happy 55th anniversary to that. Okay, now we will get started on SNH Green Stabs. Now, uh, today, people... Still remember this wonderful, um, how would you say, concept of uh, purchasing items, you know, using those wonderful green stamps. And uh, today, uh, you know, younger people would not understand that. Why would we just sit home and lick all these stamps and place them in a book and then turn them in and buy items? I thought it's a novel idea. I think it's wonderful. But everything's uh, purchased online most of these days. So, uh, but uh, back then, uh, when I was growing up, even when I was very little in the '60s, I remember seeing these, and uh, so they were uh, they were a hot out hot item, hot commodity. Okay, so I will discuss the history of that right now, and uh, here we go. The uh, S S and H stands for Sperry and Hutchison. And uh, they were. It was founded in 1896 by Thomas Berry and Shelley Byron Hutchison. Very interesting. You know, uh, I didn't know that. I know what it stood for, but I didn't know who the who the people were. 
you know. So um, here's a little uh, background about Mr. Thomas Sperry. Uh, he was born in 1864. And he was from Ypsilanti, Michigan, outside of Detroit. And uh, and he, well, actually, he was born in Knoxville, but then he moved uh then he moved to he moved to Michigan, and then uh, the business it says here at least it started in Michigan with uh, with that woman uh, Shelley Byron Hutchison. They started the business in Michigan, like I said, and it, it was the first independent trading stamp company to distribute stamps and books to merchants, and that took and it got got very popular in the early nineteen hundreds. And it offered incentives to shoppers, so that was uh, that's a very wonderful idea, you know. And then, um, then the funny thing is, in 1921, Miss um, Hutchison sued the estate of Thomas Sperry, and that that was held in court in Trenton, New Jersey, and she alleges that Sperry defrauded uh, Mr. Hutchison part of a uh, part of his shares in the company. And uh, when he passed away, Mr. Sperry passed away, his brother took over. His name was William Mary Sperry. He took over the firm. And she alleged he cheated $5 million of a result of secret dividends that diverted the company to Sperry. I don't know how the out, I don't know how the outcome was. So uh, that's it. I didn't know about that, which was interesting. Anyway, um, so now that, there were some competitors, you know, for those green uh, for these trading stamps. That's what people call it. There was also gold belt gift stamps. Uh, there was also blue chip stamps. I remember there was a store. It's called the Archer Avenue store. That was located on Archer Avenue, and they had their own trading stamps. I remember that. And they were, I think, they were blue or purple. I think blue. You know, I think I posted a photo on my Van Chicago Land page. And there was king corn stamps. I think they were yellow. And uh, and the other one I remember was plaid stamps that was invented by A&P supermarkets. And I remember those. And they had uh, redemption centers uh, in the city. I don't remember in my old neighborhood you know, on the south side, but I think there was one on the north side. I forgot. I can't place the address. So... It was they opened one like in the early '60s, and those were very popular. And I think when plaid stamps went away, AMP took S and H took over until AMP left the uh, Chicagoland area in the early '80s. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, let's see what else. Then, so they they gained popularity in the 1960s, and they you know and uh, also the they also they were distributed by Weebolts department stores. So if you went to Weebolts, they uh, they had a redemption center. Sometimes it was located in the basement on another floor. I remember I remember the one two locations. I remember one at Weebolts, and I mentioned that uh, on my previous podcast episode. I don't remember which floor uh, on Weebles on State Street downtown. I think it was on the fifth floor or it was on the top floor. I know that. But the one 
The Weebles store in Fort City Shopping Center near my old neighborhood on the southwest side of Chicago was in the basement. And I went one day there just once. And, uh, you know, it was very interesting, very uh, busy atmosphere, a lot of uh, moving around, uh, people waiting in line. And I heard the dispenser clicking. <laughs> it's an interesting contraption. And uh, I, like I said before, I've applied at Weebolts at Fort City about twice, and I never got the job. I wish I did because there were a lot of kids that went to Bogan High School that worked there. And uh, they didn't suggest I work there. I, I got the idea, but uh, it would have been nice, but I didn't. Anyway, so uh, they also had loyalty programs. It was one of the first. So it means when retailers purchase the stamps from the operating company, they gave them away at a rate determined by the merchant. And uh, that's an interesting fact. So the books, I remember, were very interesting. So I remember you could get 100 books, 50 books, something like that, to buy certain appliances. Um, I think my mom used one <coughs> to buy a, an appliance. I think it was a blender. She did that. And, uh, you know, I think there was one in Roseland where we grew up in the 70s. I think there was on Michigan Avenue. I could be wrong, but I remember seeing a sign. And, uh, oh, here we go. So uh, here's some examples of books. Here's one that's called Quick Saver Book. It would fill 1,200 stamps. Also, they dropped the uh, quick and called it a saver book. And uh, there was also a 1,000 you can pick a thousand. It was smaller than that, and uh, so if it would, you would get the catalog. The catalog was called the Idea Book. I remember seeing those, and I remember uh, Diana Shore in the late fifties and early sixties. She advertised it on her TV show and on the radio, and she was a spokes spokeswoman for that. And uh, catalogs were uh, printed yearly, and then you would see one item. If you see an item, it will tell you how many books you need. So you save off the books and you spend your time uh, all day licking, pasting, licking, pasting, licking, pasting, all that. And what's uh, interesting about the stamps is that uh, the initials and that beautiful green color, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's iconic. You would love that. Also, the stamps were distributed at Sinclair gas stations. Uh, Sinclair is still around in the United States, but not in Chicago. And people remember Dino. You know, they remember the dinosaur. Not Dino from the Flintstones. They remember that. And uh, so uh, I remember I posted pictures of, of Sinclair gas stations. I remember one in Skokie. And uh, on the south side, mm, I, I don't remember seeing those. So I remember the dinosaur. It was the mascot. So I I repeat that they're still in the United States, but not in Chicago. So sometimes uh, people, when I post something from Sinclair, they say, nah, it's still there. I know it isn't, but it's still in Chicago. It's not in Chicago. So it's not, it's vanished. It's not here. <laughs> so you can still buy items on you in eBay. You know, I remember one uh, particular item I posted on my Van Chicagoland page. It was a Sinclair transistor radio. That looked real cool. Really nice. Anyway, 
Um, the program, uh, no, the SNH uh, stamps, they started to decrease in the 1970s and because of competition and uh, and then it was sold in 1981 and it was purchased by uh, someone from the Sperry family and uh, they weren't, uh, you know, you didn't see much. So they, uh, they went out of business or they closed and then now they went on, they're on the internet and they're off of green points. And they were on the internet for quite a while, but as of 2000, I'm not sure what year, a couple of years ago, they ceased to exist. They don't, uh, they don't do them anymore, which I don't know why. Maybe somebody will bring it back. It'd be kind of fun to do that. And uh, so, you know, looking and pasting those stamps in those books is a one is an American pastime. By from our parents, our grandparents, you know, they they that kind of shopping seemed kind of like fun to me. I know it sounds quaint and primitive, but no, it it's fun. I I would if they if if it came back today, I would do that. I would look through a catalog. You can look at a catalog online, and then um, but uh, if you prefer not to lick them and paste them in the books, you can just purchase them online. You know, do your take your mouse and click. And then you get you collect how many stamps, and then you probably print out the total amount of stamps to purchase something. Probably purchase something online, or you can go in person. I prefer that. So that sounds like fun. Okay, that'll be all for the S and H Green Stamp Story. And now I will be talking about the 60th anniversary of Amos and Andy, the TV show. And uh, here is. A radio, uh, here is an introduction on the radio from the radio show of Amos and Andy, and it's sponsored by Rinso. So here it is. Andy, listen, the man is just about to say it. Yeah, let's everybody listen. Rinso, the new Rinso with Solium, brings you the Amos and Andy show. Rinso, the soap that contains solium, the sunlight ingredient, brings you a full half hour of entertainment with the Jubilaires, Jeff Alexander's orchestra and chorus, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the... Uh radio program. Uh, actually, it was the intro of the radio program sponsored by Rizzo on the Amos and Andy show. So I'll uh, discuss the history of that real quickly. And uh, the radio show premiered in 1928. And uh, it was originated by the WMAQ in Chicago. Very interesting. And it was very popular. And uh, it ran first, it ran like a nightly radio series serial like a soap opera from 1928 to 1943. And then a situation comedy from 1943 to 1955. And they nightly this jockey program from 1954 to 1960. I think that's when uh, broadcast radio, you know, like radio shows ended. So now we have music. And uh, 
the uh, the stars of the show was Charles Correll and Freeman Gutsman. Uh, Charles Correll, his son played Richard on Leave It to Beaver, which was interesting. And uh, so they started. Um, I don't know where they got this idea, you know. And uh, they proposed the the series. And uh, first it was called Sam and Henry, but they changed the name. So they changed that. And it uh, the actually, I found the date when it started, March 19th, 1928. Uh, and uh, so there were characters that some were transitioned to the uh, TV show. So uh, it was very controversial at the time. It's always been controversial, you know, and uh, sometimes the the radio actors were shown in blackface, which today is considered offensive. I agree with that. And uh, but back then, I don't know, nobody made a big deal about it. Uh, the majority of people, they just listened to the radio and they loved it and they were funny, very hilarious. And uh, the characters they had was Amos and Andy, and there was uh, Kingfish, and he was the most popular character, you know, the way he talked. And uh, he was a swindler, you know, and uh, he always tricked Andy into plots and all kinds of schemes, you know. And there was Kingfish's wife, Sapphire. And then uh, they sometimes her mother was for, uh, featured, which was funny. And... Uh, so uh, now we'll talk about the TV show. And uh, the TV show debuted on June 28, 1951 on CBS, which in Chicago is WBKB Channel 4. Eventually it, turned, it became Channel 2 in 1953. So uh, actually, originally, uh, Gotson and Correll wanted it to be on the TV, but... Uh, Somehow they, uh, they, dis- they 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 were just unsuited and they they didn't go forth with that, so they just uh, did a casting call and found actors to play them, and uh, they did find who played Am- Amos and Andy and uh, between uh, June 1951 and April 58 to 1953 they filmed 52 episodes. And uh, so uh, actually there was a total of 70, I think uh, 78. Yeah, there were 78 episodes. And uh, the actors uh, you might remember from other TV shows. And uh, Amos Jones was portrayed by Alvin Childress. I remember he was on Good Times. He guest starred on that. Andrew was Spencer Williams. And there was Kingfish by Tim Moore. And... uh, and there was uh, his wife, Sapphire. She was played by Ernestine Wade. And uh, Ramona Smith was uh, Sapphire's mama, played by Amanda Randolph. And I think you remember her. She was on Good Times. I remember on Sanford's son. A lot of black actors appeared on other shows, like the Jeffersons and uh, Sanford and Son. And, uh, oh, other – in Good Times, other um, – with, with an African-American cast. And uh, – and there was a there was one actor whose name was Jester Hairston, and he played on Amen, that TV show 
in the eighties by Sherman Helmsley. And I remember seeing that show and uh, he was very old. <laughs> so he was like, in, I think in his nineties or in, in, that was interesting to see anyway. So, Oh, there was also a, a, a Gonquin J Calhoun and it was played by Johnny Lee and he was the uh, attorney. <laughs> he was a very funny character. Anyway, uh, this sh the show was sponsored by Blatt Spear, and you can find that in, um, the intros of the TV show on YouTube. That's sponsored by the Blatt's Brewing Company, which is very. And it was one of the first television shows filmed with a multi-camera setup, and it was before I Love Lucy when it debuted in October 15, 1951. So I Love Lucy was not the first TV show that did that. So there were others. So. The theme song on the radio show was the perfect song, but then it became Angel's Serenade, and that was used on the TV show and was performed by the Jeff Alexander Chorus. And uh, that was as soon as the TV show uh, began airing, the NAWCP protested. the uh, They said that it was portrayed uh, the the African Americans as in a bad light, and uh, they uh, they treated them like they were lazy, they were stupid and sneaky. And well, you know, uh, they had a right to do that, you know, to protest. But I, I the show was very funny. And then um, two incidents when I first discovered one, I was at a, there was a there was a guy who's a friend of the family of my family, and we visited his house, and he acquired VHS VHS tapes for the VCR. I don't know if they were legit. Or bootleg, I don't know. I guess, and he and he started playing them, and he showed him, and I was fascinated by it. And I asked him, "Is this Amos and Andy?" He goes, "Yeah." You know, I remember. He says, "I remember watching it in Chicago when it was syndicated." And uh, so it went into syndication after 1953. Uh, the last time it aired on Chicago was WCIU Channel 26 in 1966, I believe. That was the last time it was shown on TV. And uh, so, and then uh, he hasn't been shown in years. And then they did a documentary about the show in 1983. So that was an interesting. And, uh, and then uh, when I went to Wizard World comic book convention, there was some DVDs. There were bootlegs, of course. And I was so curious I bought them. And I watched them, and they were hilarious. But not all the episodes were there. There were about maybe seven. But as after that, after when I bought the DVDs, uh, there were some more um, episodes discovered. So I think there are about four missing. But I think CBS has um, the original negatives. They still have the original programs. And uh, people have been writing to them to have them released on DVD officially. We'll see about that. I don't know if they, if that happens. Um, I can't wait to see it. So that would be interesting. Okay, and then um, so the show still lives on, and uh, there was a rumor that Bill Cosby wanted to buy the rights and have him not shown. Uh, there was also another he did that with the Little Rascals because it featured Farina and Buckwheat. I don't know if it's true or not, and. Uh, so I did watch the documentary from 1983. It was very interesting. But now it's back on television. They brought it back on TV. There was uh, 
in 2012, there was a independent station in Houston and they showed it every night and uh, people watch it. There was some complaints, nothing. So you would watch this show in a, his, in a historical way. It was, you can't change history. I know it's offensive to most people, but it's not to be offensive. It's to entertain, to laugh, you know, and as a TV historian, I collect DVDs for television show. I wish it would come be released and I would buy it in an instant. And it's i I've seen the bootleg episodes. It's hilarious. Okay. That'll be all for today. And, uh, so I'm glad you enjoyed this interesting commercial about SNH Green Stamps and the Amos and Andy TV show. And their, its anniversary is tomorrow on June 28th. And uh, hopefully you can join me on my next episode. Uh, should be soon, maybe Tuesday, maybe the next weekend. It depends on my t- uh, what t- if I have enough time. So this is Pete Castanis, and this is Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast, episode 34, season two. And uh, everyone have a great day and bye-bye for now for me. And here is bye-bye for now from Ray Raynard. So take it away, Ray. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>